coming to you from the North Devon coast. This is Coaching Radio, the sound of success. Our words, your movement. Coaching Radio. Hi, and thank you for joining me on today's show about relationships. This is an immense topic, so I have decided to split the programme into at least two, maybe even three parts, to make sure that I cover everything that I need to say. So initially I think we ought to determine what significance a relationship has on us, and it is my belief that without a doubt relationships are one of the most important areas of our lives. They can bring intense pleasure, both physically and mentally, but they can also provide the most indescribable pain if they are not handled correctly. If you handle your relationships well, then they will reward you by being totally fantastic. You're listening to Dave Baxter on Coaching Radio. There are two basic rules of life that apply to any relationship. Number one, everything in life must grow. If it doesn't grow, it withers and dies. And secondly, everything must contribute in a meaningful way. If we don't contribute to a relationship, again it will die. When people have a relationship that's working properly, it provides the most fantastic, incredible joy. It's passionate. It's fulfilling. And it can, it's the most fulfilling that can ever be known to man or woman. That said, there are some very, very basic questions about relationships that are probably best asked at this particular moment. Number one, how do you create an extraordinary relationship? Number two, how do you deal with the challenges that such a relationship will bring? And number three, how do you nurture and expand a relationship? So simply to answer all three, at first you must identify where you are right now. Then determine where you want to be and ask yourself, where is the gap? You are either in a relationship or you're not. If the answer's not, then two things are extremely apparent. A, you say that you want a relationship, but it's not yet a must for you to get into one. Or B, you don't want a relationship because you associate it with pain. However, this actually will cause you greater pain than being in a relationship because you are failing to satisfy the need to be loved which is one of the most basic needs of humanity. It is not something we want, it's something we must have. People have got to realise that being in a relationship will mean that there are times when they are going to get hurt, but if you have an outstanding relationship, you will have learned that there is a value in getting hurt. It can be a way of teaching you something, and the secret is to learn from it so that it never happens again. If you are in a relationship, there are three possible places that you can be. A. You want more from the relationship. Now this is a perfectly natural situation to be in. Obviously you want to grow and develop. Secondly, you may want out of it because you have associated pain to being in that relationship or you associate pain with the process of leaving the relationship. Or C. And this might be the worst of all you are in a place where the relationship is static. It's not growing, it's not going anywhere. In relationships, we respond to what we think is happening. And I've often heard it, she said so and so, so it, that must mean, fill in the blank. Or, he did this, and so this must mean, and again, fill in the blank. Because what happens is we bring our past experiences into play and associate the now event with our reference point from the past. We often refuse to allow people to begin any sort of relationship with a clean slate. It's human nature, we often do it. But there again, if we actually are aware of it, we can probably do something about it. And it's very important to remember that this is not that. When you want to leave a relationship, are you making the person into someone else? Are you responding to them as if they were a family member or your boss? Are you adding a meaning to something that is not correct? Are you magnifying the situation? It is worth noting that almost all stress 
comes from making something bigger than it actually is. If you want to change your life, then try asking yourself a different question when you are about to become upset. Ask yourself, what else could this mean? When you are upset, it is rarely that you get upset because of what someone said or did. You are upset because of the meaning that you have associated with their words or actions. So make yourself come up with as many positive alternative meanings as you have negative ones. If you start piling negative meanings onto different actions, you will ultimately drive the other person into a place where they no longer want to be with you. They will no longer want to relate to you. When you build these negatives, you will push them away. And yet you are supposed to be their friend, their boss, their partner, their mentor, their father, their lover. Don't ever make the assumption that their actions have been deliberate and specifically made, done to cause you harm. Because in reality, it's rarely about you. They are probably trying to solve their own problems and they're not really thinking about you. Maybe you just got in the way. So look for empowering alternatives as to why they are behaving the way they are. There could be other reasons than the ones you're putting on it. This will bring you back into balance. And even if you're right, you will have the ability to be level-headed and realize that they are also vulnerable and you'll have no need to attack. Relationships are about unity. Would you rather be right or be in love? Do you care about the other person? You have to learn to become a master of meanings. Even if they are wrong, you should learn to be elegant about it because after all, you are a member of a team. If you injure the relationship, you injure yourself. People do not respond positively to negative reinforcement, but they consistently respond positively to pleasurable reinforcement. If you are in a static relationship, that's point C that we spoke about earlier, then this is probably the worst place of all that you can be. You don't want to leave, but really you don't want to develop any further in the situation. You just want to live in the status quo. If we go back to something that I said at the beginning of this discussion, to exist in this life, you have to grow. And it's the same with a relationship. If it doesn't grow, it's going to wither away. Think about your ideal relationship. What would it be like? What would you say? What would you laugh about? What would you share? How would you surprise one another? In fact, to take a phrase from Tony Robbins, life is relationships, and the quality of your life is directly related to the relationships you create. So I think that's actually a very good place to stop. Next time, what I want to do is look at the purpose of relationships. What drives them forwards? Until then, though, thank you very much for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed it. And until the next time, live a life of power and passion. And remember, don't predict the future, create it. You've been listening to Dave Baxter on Coaching Radio, The Sound of Success. And this has been a Moonshadow Media production for Altered Image Life Coaching. Take care. Speak to you soon. Coming to you from the North Devon coast, this is Coaching Radio, the sound of success. You're listening to Dave Baxter on Coaching Radio. Thank you for joining me on today's show, which is part two of my piece about relationships. Because this is such an immense topic, I have decided to split the program into several parts, just to make sure that I cover everything that I need to say. So far we have looked at the significance relationships have upon us, and now it will be useful to decide what the purpose of a relationship actually is. What is it for? What can we expect from it? All too often we get disappointed when we don't achieve what we don't even know we want. 
When people have been asked about the purpose of a relationship, the answers often are any number of the following. To learn, to know, to share, to understand, to have companionship, to love. All of these are correct, but they aren't really the main purpose. The main purpose of having a relationship is to expand and magnify our experiences. This is Coaching Radio. When you share experiences with someone else, you get synergy and power. If you get happy on your own, sharing it will make you happy, happier. Shared emotions magnify our experiences of life. The quality of your relationships improves as a direct result of the amount of yourself that you share during your experience with the other person. Sharing experiences build relationships which build communities. Sharing experiences build relationships which build businesses. Sharing experiences builds relationships that create children. And sharing experiences build relationships and they make the world happen. If you are in a situation where you are not able to care or share, then you aren't in a relationship, you are in a transaction. But when you are sharing and enjoying the highs and experiencing the lows together, moving forwards, then you are definitely in a relationship. If you are in a negative relationship with someone, then what will happen is the negativity becomes magnified until you can't stand it anymore and you do something to end the situation. But if you're in a positive relationship with someone, you will experience the most fantastic growth and development together. The secret to a great relationship is that it is a place where you go happily to give and to receive, not a place where you go simply to get. When you begin to measure a relationship in terms of how much you give, then the relationship is over and it has become a business arrangement. Once you have made the decision that you are going to give, then the amount you receive in return will increase dramatically. This is a basic principle of universal law. We all need to feel comfortable, to feel significant, to feel special, to feel unique. So how do we go about getting this need met? Do we make demands? Do we give out on the basis that what you give is returned to you? Or you just appreciate the qualities as they exist in yourself? Everybody has a need to feel love and connection. Some people try very hard to get their needs met by devoting all their time and energy to their job. They have no intimate relationships because they try to gain significance by achieving things. These people are usually sad, lonely, unhappy people and they wait until they realise there is no connection. There are also people who consider that they can get all their needs met via their love relationship. And for a while that's probably very true, probably they can. But what if that relationship came into trouble, if the ship ran aground? Then they would discover that they have no one else because they failed to create any other relationships. Relationships are about meeting the other person's needs. If they know and understand that being in a relationship with you will bring them comfort, joy, variety, challenge, stimulation, growth, and they feel special and valued, then the relationship will be totally awesome, a legend among relationships. But if you want to leave the relationship you're in, then it is because many of the above factors are missing. You will be experiencing feelings of being unimportant, insignificant, inadequate. You won't feel special and you will believe that you don't matter. You will not experience connection. You will feel left out. Another thing that ruins a relationship and will kill it quicker than anything is dishonesty. It will destroy any connection that you had before its discovery. Other relationship killers can be found lurking amongst boredom, lack of variety, lack of growth. These can create stresses and frustrations within your relationship, but the following two items create the largest amount of stress in any relationship. All humans share the same fears 
And these are the fear that we are not enough, the fear that we won't be loved. Human beings are one of the few creatures that have a long-term total dependency on, other, on another one of the species, the baby and its mother. Consider this. Whilst it is often the case that the male will leave the house and the relationship because of a new baby, they often feel that they are no longer required to contribute. They feel they are no longer important. The female, though, rarely leaves the home and baby behind. This is because there is an undeniable bond of unconditional love between mother and child. This begins as a result of a chemical reaction during pregnancy and continues for a long time after the birth. If the baby is left alone for any length of time, it will die. However, most of the animal kingdom does not experience this situation. This is the primary reason for motherly love, a deep-rooted mechanism that a woman cannot get away from. It is part of her very makeup, so that she will protect, nurture, and care for her offspring while they need her. Now our bodies as human beings don't evolve defense mechanisms such as claws and sharp teeth and venom etc. Our unique quality is our ability to form relationships with other people, to share ideas, feelings, emotions, and this is why we have developed and blossomed as a species. But despite all of this, if we are left alone for any length of time, we will perish. Love is one of our basic survival instincts, and without it, we die. This is the primary reason for motherly love. It is a deep-rooted mechanism that begins during pregnancy and lasts a lifetime. The woman can't get away from it. It is inbuilt into her cellular code. But the point does come, even if it may be 35 years down the line, where the chemical influence wears off, but the love still remains. We live in a world where we crave affection. If someone does not care for us, and we cannot generate enough love, then we are not able to survive. Everyone has an inbuilt fear of not being loved. But there are some people who elect to live in that state all the time, whereas others recognise when it turns up and counter it by stating that they love themselves. The fear of not being loved can surface in, or in the most intimate of relationships. Because if one party perceives that the other is not giving them the love they deserve, then the fear of emotional death arises. So what most people do in this situation, in this situation should I say, is escape. Or they try to hurt the other person, because then they won't feel so bad. Sometimes they will become depressed and inward thinking, or they may turn to drugs or alcohol as a way to escape because it creates a temporary feel-good factor and they no longer have to worry. They can often be heard saying things like, this situation happened and if it wasn't for that, I would be okay. We regularly find that the battered partner situation is created because of this perceived lack of love. The injured person will often say to themselves, well at least I am getting attention, and that must mean that I am loved. The achiever will often be heard to say, maybe if I can earn enough money, then I'll feel loved. And because of this they will throw themselves into their work, creating the very situation that they are trying to avoid. Most people do not know why they do what they do. They do not know that males and females are not only biologically different, but they are also chemically different. They think in different ways. Some males are more feminine than others, and some females are more masculine than others. And the question then is, which part is the one that will surface in each individual? These different energies, the masculine and feminine, each have a purpose. The masculine energy is all about achievement, experiencing freedom, breaking through, being on top. And the feminine energy is all about love and connection. We all have these different energies built into our bodies, but it all becomes a case of which energy is developed the most. We need to accept 
the differences and that they go deeper when difficult situations arise. We need to look at what is the trigger in these situations and when you strip back the layers, just like peeling an onion, you will eventually get to the centre of it all, and that is fear. When people say they are stressed, they are using a code word that really means, I am fearful. Let's consider these common phrases. If you don't do this. If you don't achieve this. If you don't buy this. If they don't like this. If you don't, or if they don't, immediately causes you to think that unless you do what is required, you will not be loved, and then you will die. This then piles on the pressure, and you begin to feel stressed. Therefore, to make your relationships work, you have to learn to love yourself. That way you will have enough love in your life to enable you to cope with the pressure, and so therefore it evaporates. If you go into a relationship with the primary aim of getting love instead of giving love, then sorry, but you're going to starve. Everything you need and want is inside you. To create a relationship that works, you have to begin with you. Ask yourself what you love about yourself, or put it another way, what is worth loving within me? If you don't know the answer, or can't find the answer, then ask yourself, what would I do if I wanted to make someone feel totally loved by me? Followed by, and the reason for that is because. Remember, actions speak louder than words. Make a list of these things, remembering that the most obvious ones of these is, I tell them that I love them in a meaningful way. Now you can... You can actually say, I love you, or I love you, or I love you. Whichever one sounds most appropriate at the time, but it's got to be meaningful. Once you have got your list, then try this. Practice standing in front of a mirror, telling yourself with conviction and intensity that you love yourself. When you are comfortable, tell yourself why you love yourself. Saying something like, I love myself because we cannot give to other people what we have not given to ourselves if you go into a relationship empty the other person is going to regard you as a taker not a giver make time for yourself tell yourself how great you are but do it with style and humility if you tell yourself the truth then it enables you to be inspirational and sincere to other people before you do anything, you must have a connection with yourself. So to recap, when you get upset, you need to ask, what is really happening here? Am I responding from the past or the present? What else could this mean? Begin to make this sort of questioning a habit each time you feel yourself becoming upset. Try it for a couple of days to start with and then add extra days. Understand that relationships magnify emotions. Are these the emotions that you really want magnifying? Remember, it's not all about you. People are doing this stuff because they are looking for significance in their own lives. They need love. They are trying to satisfy their own needs, not hurt you. If you are really upset with somebody... Is there something within you that you are really upset about? Remember, asking top-notch questions gets you top-notch answers. And that, in turn, must give you a top-notch life. This brings me to the end of this show. I hope that you've enjoyed it. And until the next time, live a life of power and passion. And remember, don't predict the future, create it. You've been listening to Dave Baxter on Coaching Radio, The Sound of Success. And this has been a Moonshadow Media production for Altered Image Life Coaching. Take care. Speak to you soon.
Coming to you from the North Devon coast, this is Coaching Radio, the sound of success. Welcome back. When we closed the last part of this show about relationships, we were talking about loving yourself before you can give love to other people. So let's expand this idea by making a list of the specific things that you can love about yourself. For example, I love the way you smile, or I love the way you care for the children. These are the sorts of things that you could include in this list. When you have mastered the technique of loving yourself, then you are ready for the next part of building relationships, and that is paying sincere compliments to other people. How you pay someone a compliment can have a little or passing effect on them, or it can have a major and significant impact on them. Here are two examples of compliments. Which would you prefer to receive? You were fantastic with that customer, or the way you handled that situation with that customer was really terrific. I respect the way that you took the time to explain all the details of the product, how you made sure that you really connected, and then held the door open for them as they left the shop. Now when we analyse those two comments, it is easy to spot that the second way goes much further to meeting our basic desire for love in our lives. A sincere compliment gets through, and if you can be sincere with yourself, then you know you can be the same with other people. As a suggestion, for the next seven days, every time you do something good, give yourself a compliment. I believe that if you do this religiously, you will notice a significant change in your feelings towards yourself. And when you can do this, you begin to feel loved. And this love is never going to run out. This feeling of love means that you don't have to get upset in your relationships with others when previously you felt that they were going to deprive you of their love. Your relationships will change dramatically when you make this shift in your thinking. Remember, you cannot love anyone else if you haven't loved yourself first. You must learn to become what you want. If you want love, then you must become loving. If you want peace, you must become peaceful. You are listening to Coaching Radio, the sound of success. One important element of any relationship is the process of selection. You have to select people that you believe can relate to each other. And this is true for both business and personal relationships. All relationships need to fit together. So ask yourself a couple of questions. Can the person be your partner if you're looking for a relationship? A romantic relationship, that is. Will this person be your partner long term? The relationship has to meet what they want in their life. Will it help them grow? Does being in a relationship with you meet their needs? Do you have a complementary nature? Does the other person fit with you? Do your values match at the highest level? Do they have the same intimate values? One of the problems that can arise in long-term intimate relationships is that the intimate partners just become good friends. And for business partners, they lose spirit, the thing that attracted them in the first place. They become more like their partner. So, by way of an illustration of this, let's consider an intimate relationship. A man wants his female partner to become more responsible and less emotional, and over time he coaxes and guides her towards this position. He does not notice that she is losing the essence of her femininity her creativity, her flow, and is becoming a replica of himself. Similarly, a woman might wish that her partner is less of a bloke and becomes more sensitive. Then she grumbles when all he wants to do is kiss and hug her, complaining that she has to do everything to support him. I wonder if either of these sound familiar. If so, maybe it's time to do something about them before it becomes too late and the relationship suffers. Now we all have to remember that often in an intimate relationship we are attracted because of the opposition between male and female and this is actually what creates the spark between us. If however the two people become the same then the sexual magic dies, it has to. And still on the subject of selection there is a very real danger that when you go looking for love you are hoodwinked by the emotion of attraction. 
because once the attraction wears off, then what or who you, who you are left is not what you really want. The ideal scenario would be that before you could go looking to find love, you decided what you were seeking beforehand, i.e. pre-planning. In other words, what qualities are you looking for in another person? Become crystal clear on what your ideal mate would be. You deserve to have someone who is aligned with you, who complements the person that you are. Two people will grow by challenging and stimulating one another. You do not grow if you are both the same. The clearer you are about what you want, the easier it becomes to attract what you want. So here's a little exercise for you. Grab a pen and paper and write down in minute detail a description of your ultimate relationship. Include qualities such as physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, but remember it has to be in minute detail. And I will develop this with you after the following break. Are you unwinding in Glastonbury over the next few weeks? Why not spoil yourself and book a pre-Christmas back massage and Reiki treatment with our master practitioner and holistic massage therapist Delphine for a combined price of just £15. While you are there, why not make a commitment to yourself for 2011? Simply book and pay for a course of five treatments and get one treatment absolutely free of charge. Our Recommend a Friend scheme gives you a special discount of 20%. Conditions do apply. To inquire or to book, just call 01458 835 856 or 07904 284 174 or visit our website www.delphinespirit.co.uk Delphine Spirit, relaxing in Glastonbury. Okay, I hope you've enjoyed the exercise. It is a most important one and it helps you gain a clear understanding of what makes up the ultimate relationship for you. Clarity creates power. Answer this. How on earth can you get what you want if you don't know what it is that you want? Once you get clear on what you actually want, your brain, or more specifically your subconscious, will begin to find the people who match your ideals, and you will start to hone in on them, just like a guided missile. Most people get very, very clear about the things they don't want, but they have great difficulty identifying what they do. Focusing on the things that you don't want in your life simply creates more of them. Take, for example, the driver who is learning to control a skid. How often have you heard it said that they keep saying, I don't want to hit that bank, I don't want to hit that bank, only to find that, yep, you've got it, they hit the bank. On the other hand, if you turn your head away and focus on where you do want the car to go, it is more likely that you will avoid the bank completely. So if you have trouble deciding what you want in a relationship, then create a description of what you don't want. So write down how it would be if you had the partner from hell. What would be so awful about them that you would absolutely hate to be in a relationship with them? Describe that in the minutest of details. Once you've then got that list, all you have to do is reverse it. It's as simple as that. Write down all the opposites, and this will give you what you're looking for in an ideal relationship. Now describe the ideal person that you want to build an intimate relationship with. Maybe the qualities you have identified on your list do not exist in just one person. But then again, maybe they do. For example, you might have written down a list of 150 points, and that amount of matches could be a little difficult to make. So what do you do? Well, from the list, identify all the points that you consider are absolute musts. Things that you cannot do without in a person. Things without which a relationship with you just wouldn't survive. This should reduce the list significantly, because a lot of the items you have written down will be shoulds, not musts. And it is vital that you identify the musts. Important qualities that you may have included in your list could be integrity, parallel spirituality. Attractive, someone who takes great pride in their appearance but isn't 
ego-driven, adventurous, open, spontaneous, a sense of humour, honourable. You know what you want. Now imagine that someone is looking for a father figure and they are attracted to a strong, athletic, good-looking man. If he doesn't want someone to be a daughter figure for him, then her goals will not be met and the relationship won't survive. So the key point is to know what you are looking for and screening out all the people who don't match your ideal before you become hypnotised by the emotion of attraction and then make the mistake that it's love. Another thing to bear in mind is that the man or woman of your dreams could also prove to be your biggest nightmare. They may have all the qualities you want, but also the ones that you don't want. Again, your lists are going to help you on that. And finally, the outcome of all this list writing is that you can identify all the things that you don't want by describing the mate from hell. All the things that this person would have in their makeup would enable you to determine the person you would absolutely not want a relationship with. This brings me to the end of this show. I hope that you've enjoyed it. And until the next time, live a life of power and passion. And remember, don't predict the future, create it. You've been listening to Dave Baxter on Coaching Radio, The Sound of Success. And this has been a Moonshadow Media production for Altered Image Life Coaching. Take care. Speak to you soon. Coming to you from the North Devon Coast, this is Coaching Radio, the sound of success. Welcome back to the last part in our series about relationships. In this section there will be quite a few exercises that are designed to help you create the relationships that you want in your life. But they all require you to do one thing, and that is to take some sort of action. If you simply sit back and listen, then your existing relationships, or the new ones you are seeking, will follow the exact same pattern as before. You have to know what you want, but you also have to know what you do not want in a relationship. So for our next exercise in getting clarity, write down all the things about your made from hell. All the characteristics, temperaments, whims and things that you don't want in a partner. When you've written down the list, review it and identify all of those musts. You know, all the things that you could just not bear to have in a relationship with this person. Mark those with a star. There are probably a lot of things on the list that you could deal with, things that you don't even want, but you should identify the things that must never be in your relationship with another person, things that would destroy your relationship with you quicker than anything. You have to know what you have got to avoid. Go on, take some time out. Do this exercise right now. Are you unwinding in Glastonbury over the next few weeks? Why not spoil yourself and book a pre-Christmas back massage and Reiki treatment with our master practitioner and holistic massage therapist Delphine for a combined price of just £15. While you were there, why not make a commitment to yourself for 2011? Simply book and pay for a course of five treatments and get one treatment absolutely free of charge. Our Recommend a Friend scheme gives you a special discount of 20%. Conditions do apply. To enquire or to book, just call 01458 835 856 or 07904 284 174 or visit our website www.delphinespirit.co.uk Delphine Spirit, relaxing in Glastonbury. Hi again. Well, I guess you've completed the list. I would think that at some point during the time you were making it, you began to smile. Maybe even laugh. Most people do. But there are certain ones who begin to cry. And it has been said by more than one person. 
this is actually the person I live with and have done so for years. Some examples of what could appear are dishonest, unreliable, opinionated, false, ungrateful, control freak, mean or miserly, petty. So if you have now completed both exercises, and if you have not done the first one then please go back and do it now, you will know what the musts are in your relationship, both what you must feel and experience, and what you must avoid. This may seem really simple, but these two lists will have shown that clarity will create massive changes in what you accept into and what you will filter out of your life. This clarity will send the correct messages to your brain that will begin to attract people with the desired qualities into your life. So to recap, you have to love and respect yourself and you have to have made the selection process a reality for you, picking the correct type of person for you. You really do have to ask yourself the following question. What kind of person would it take to attract the sort of person I have identified into my life? Or put another way, if I wanted to attract these qualities out of my current partner, what would I have to be like? You may be quite certain of the qualities that you want in another person, and you may find that person but it may be that you are not on their must-have list for one reason or another. Put your focus on who you have to become to attract the person with the qualities you are looking for. So to achieve that focus, here's another one of those writing things. Write down a paragraph on this. What kind of person would it take to attract someone with all the qualities I have identified as being must-haves? So include the character traits, the values, beliefs, how you would hold your body, etc. to become the person who would deserve the person you described earlier. If you are seriously considering sorting out your relationship, then it is important to do these different exercises because they are designed to give you back control and to create a new you, a person who has that special something that other coaches of world renown have identified as the edge. I suppose that you could say that you have to be the person that you want to find. So what do you have to become and what do you have to do to demonstrate the qualities to attract that person? When you have ongoing challenges in a relationship, it is often because you did not make an effective selection. Remember we talked about selection of a partner earlier in these sessions. Now here is an honesty test. If you are in a relationship, go back to your list of qualities you want in a partner and score 0 to 10 where the other person scores on these qualities. Where are their scores on your must list? Having evaluated your partner on this list, the next step is to evaluate yourself. This could be painful, but unless you do this, you will not have a true picture of where your relationship sits at this very moment. You could also ask your partner to tell you what are their musts? What are they looking for? What do they really want in a relationship with you? You are listening to Coaching Radio, the sound of success. The object here is to help close the gaps in your relationship and to repeat something I said earlier. If you want to get to where you want to be, you have to know where you are. If you are single, you can still do this. Rate all your musts from 0 to 10 and be honest about where you are so that you can really get clear. Now you know where you are, you can see where you need to be and you have to make improvements to take you from good to great, or from great to excellent, or from excellent to extraordinary. It is worth remembering that a relationship is about giving, it is not somewhere where you can go to get. If you are in a relationship, and your musts are being met, then it really is time to celebrate. But if your musts are not, then you need to ask yourself, what would I have to do? to meet more of this person's needs so that they will want to be the way that satisfies my must. You might want to listen to that question again as it is a bit confusing. What would I have to do to meet more of this person's needs so that they will want to be the way that satisfies my musts? Being pessimistic in a relationship never makes it better, so don't make assumptions about what the other person will do. Always remember that if you leave this relationship, you will take you with you, 
and you really need to work on those lists we spoke of earlier. Focus on what you need to do to make a better you. You may be in a relationship with someone you selected years ago, or months ago for that matter, and the truth is that your actions are no longer aligned. It is not that you don't love them or care about them, but you constantly come up against things that are the stages of relationship breakdown. You have to be honest with each other and recognise that the stages of destruction are Resistance Small things begin to annoy. They build up until you say, No, I am not going to. Resentment The small things annoy you over and over and you resent the other person for persistently doing these things. Rejection You will find things to pick on over and over again and the other person will constantly feel that they are being rejected. Repression There is no longer any passion. All the spark is gone. It is hard to sustain passion when you are angry or unhappy. So now you have to make a decision about what is going to happen. Are you going to accept a life that is less than you deserve? Ending a relationship is a major step. But remember, a fulfilled life does not come from taking small steps or moving backwards. It does not come from settling. It comes from standing up, and this always has to come from making a decision, where you cut off any possibility of going back, because you know that it is right. Bear in mind, it will be scary, but the other side of making the decision is a freedom to do whatever you want, but you must be true to yourself. You have to be clear that making the move is the best thing for you and the other person as well in the long term. You will have to be totally honest with them about why you are making the move to bring about the end of a relationship and that the relationship is not giving you the things that you feel you need. A face-to-face -face conversation, looking directly at the other person, holding eye contact for as long as it takes can be very, very powerful. Hold their hand, be honest and share with them, not blame, be responsible. Take the lessons from the relationship and create a space for something new and magical. So you need to make an action plan, a map, a massive action plan. What are you going to do to take your relationship to the next level or bring it to an end? What can you do and what will you do today to bring this about? Write down two or three things that will, you will do, be or change. For example, I am no longer going to fly off the handle at small things. And if I do, then I will apologise by saying something like, I am sorry, I overreacted. Or, if you are prone to arguing, arrange a saying such as, I need a safe space. And the other person then has to listen for ten minutes and not interrupt. They must really listen to what is being said, look directly into the eyes and feel what they are saying. Try to put yourself in their shoes. Or, if the relationship is definitely over, then recognise that you are now paving the way for someone with whom you are strongly aligned. Recognise that you may just be at a different stage in your life and that your values, needs or desires are no longer compatible. Your life views may no longer be the same. All relationships have a purpose. And even if your romantic relationship has come to an end, maybe it will serve you to remain friends. If you are single, you too will need to create an action plan based on the question, how am I going to attract the right person into my life? You cannot just sit around in the hope that they will show up. You will need to create a marketing plan for you. Be the person who will attract the person that you want. Love yourself. Have so much inner happiness that you will attract others. Understand that by being in the right place you will be more likely to connect with the people that you want to connect with. If you want someone who doesn't drink, you are not really likely to find them in a bar. The next points apply to both new and old relationships. Make a list of magical moments. Keep it with your action plan. Note all the little things that are special. If you keep adding them, then you can revisit them whenever you want to. 
make sure that at least once every 10 days, you spend some time doing something together, just the two of you. Once every three months, try to spend a few days alone together. Ask quality questions of your partner. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And then, when they've answered, make it happen. Because if you don't, you will grow apart. At least once a year, revisit your magical moments together. Then plan your next year. Create your goals. Identify what you want to do together. Decide what your partner deserves and needs. Create another map. Sit them down. Tell them that you love them and what you are going to do for them. Give them everything you can so that they are thrilled out of their mind. Then you can ask them to change something for you that will make a significant difference to your life. Don't make them wrong. And finally, if you know that you are having to bring a relationship to an end, do it now. Don't delay it. Do it with love, not hate. So thank you for taking the time to listen to these four programs on this fascinating and important subject. I hope that you have taken something away from it and have gained a series of insights into the wonderful world of relationships. This brings me to the end of this show. I hope that you've enjoyed it. And until the next time, live a life of power and passion. And remember, don't predict the future, create it. You've been listening to Dave Baxter on Coaching Radio, The Sound of Success. And this has been a Moonshadow Media production for Altered Image Life Coaching. Take care. Speak to you soon.